Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode in our series Logistics in Motion. And with me today again is Peter Hawkins. And with me today again is Arnon Mello. Thanks for having us, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been an exciting time for us, and、uh, we learned a lot with the first podcast, and now we're going for number two. That's it. And today we're going to talk about air freight. And some stories that went along with it. So, Peter, do you want to start? I guess we're going to talk about the diplomatic cats. Well, I think we're going to talk about diplomatic cats, but first, just a little preamble. I think it's important to let everybody know that people don't realize how much cargo travels on the belly of an airplane, especially a passenger airplane. And it's multiple tons, it is a huge profit center for the airlines, and it really is an important way to get cargo. Uh, into Canada, out of Canada, all the time. But we did, of course, have a situation with these diplomatic cats. Over to you, Arno. Yes. So, as you know, we have agents all over the world, and we had an agent、uh, in the Caribbean、uh, who got a shipment of these two diplomatic cats for the ambassador going from、uh, this island, transiting in Toronto, and then going to Europe. And of course,、uh, we were hired to. Uh, make sure the cats uh, transited uh, in Toronto, okay, to the second flight because there were no possibilities of a direct flight from the Caribbean to Europe. So they came here, and then from here, I have to do、uh, all the inbound documents for them to be connected to the second flight. And、uh, what happened was, and we'll talk about inbound in a minute and what it means, but what happened was they were all set. To leave、uh, this Caribbean island and come to Toronto. They're gonna land here about, I don't know, seven o'clock in the evening. I was ready to go to the airport and then do all the documents and basically put them on the connecting flight、uh, to the UK, actually. That's where they're going. Well, what happened was at the very last minute, there was a major delay with the flight leaving this Caribbean island. And、uh, they didn't depart. The flight had a mechanical, well, What happened was、uh, they ended up landing in Toronto about midnight, almost one in the morning. It was mid February, it was minus 25. And, you know, there I was having to go to the airport to this、uh, warehouse and try to find a bonded vet in order to transfer these cats to、um, a clinic. So, they could spend the night and then、uh, transfer them back to the flight the next day so they can go to the UK. And of course, here I am, allergic to cats, severely allergic,、um, having to take an antihistamine and drive to the airport at one o'clock in the morning, try to get a hold of this vat to help me,、uh, going to customs, getting all the documents done, and putting these cats in my car, taking it to the vat to. You know, we, we didn't want them to spend the night in a cold warehouse. We were very worried about them, or like any other animal. And、um, that was the story. So finally, we, we did. I didn't have an allergic reaction, transferred the cats. The next day, went back,、uh, transferred them again, and they're able to, you know, fly to the UK and be with their owners. But、uh, it was a pretty tense moment,、um, especially being allergic to cats. But I think one thing we have to remember, too, of course, we love animals. We want to make sure they're safe. And so that was really important to us. But these animals actually came as bonded cargo, right, Arno? Can you explain a little bit about that? Correct. Many shipments transiting Canada bonded. What does that mean? It means that that shipment or those cats 
they were not quote unquote legally um, or or finalized imported into Canada. They were not here uh, to be permanent. They were just transiting. And Mellowhawk, like many other agents, we have a bond with customs. What does that mean? It means that we have uh, guaranteed that everything that we touch that is transiting, we will execute as per the law, uh, as per customs, that the shipment will come in and it will go out in its integrity, in its complete form, that nothing will be touched, nothing will be altered, and nothing will stay in Canada, right? Because if something is going to stay here, you need to do a customs clearance. You need to clear that product, pay duties and taxes, and then they are legally imported. In the case of the cats, they were simply transiting. So we had to basically get the original documents, the airway bill that comes uh, from this island, and then go to customs and show that that airway bill, it's now being canceled and all its content going on another airline to the UK. So, and because we are bonded, we're allowed to do this process. And we do this process almost, I'm going to say every week, we always have cargo transiting in Canada because there is so many problems of, of connecting flights. And that's what bonded means. A large part of the problem, of course, is smaller planes are coming from these Caribbean islands and then they come to a large hub like Toronto and, and can leave on much larger planes. Um it's funny, thinking about these Caribbean islands, one of the things remarkably, like we have lots of, of uh, fresh fruit and, and um, fresh flowers and things like that that come from many Caribbean islands. But kind of a shocking thing uh, we have is human remains. A lot of people, uh, older people, go on holidays and uh, they actually die there. So how do the human remains come back? So I think, um, you know, Arno, remember the very first one we had? That was really... Uh, traumatic for us. I th- the actual thing went quite smoothly, but the the it, it was the first Emotions. time, and it was emotional. Yeah, yes, Tell that story. it was a yeah, it was the first time. This is a, right in the beginning of our of our company, and uh, again, it was a Caribbean island. A, a relative had gone on holidays, and he. Uh, this gentleman had a heart attack and passed away, and he was alone there, and the family. Uh, of course, the our agent in this island contacted us to help uh, bring him back and communicate with the with the family, and it was very touching and very emotional because we were the point of contact with the family, the embassy of Canada in that country, and our office, and we were in the middle passing information every step of the way. And uh, of course, uh, every time I had to speak to the family in Canada, it was heartbreaking because they wanted news. They would they would cry. They were so sad, and um, I constantly had to tell them that we were doing everything we can, but we needed to wait for all the documents to be ready in this island, so we could then uh, book a flight and have the remains flown uh, to Canada. And of course, there was a whole process here to clear the human remains. But it was very, very sad because we, again, we were the only point of contact, the only point of hope to this family. And it was very draining for me especially. And uh, normally when there are human remains involved, uh, people, um, of course, depending on the country, their um, uh, funeral home in Canada will have partners all over the world and they will communicate and do all the documents that they need. And then sometimes they will involve a freight forwarder to book 
the body, you know what I mean, to, to return here. In that case, uh, the funeral home that the family had uh, was not experienced. So we ended up helping on the booking. And then when, when they reached Canada, we helped them go to customs and present the documents to the officer and then finally deliver, deliver the human remains to the funeral home. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard. You have to do all the technical, but always for us was always, um, you know, caring and talking and giving our most uh, to this family. In this case, they were so desperate for information and we were the only point of contact. But some things you have to remember is cargo planes are cargo planes and um, carrying cargo is the same around the world. And even though we are trying to be very respectful and everyone is trying to be respectful about these things, ultimately the uh, remains are packed in a box. They are, um, you know, especially in a warm country where their burial is often same day or next day, they're packed in a box, they're kept chilled in the chilled room as much as they can be. And then they're put on a plane and they're put on a plane beside the other cargo, which could be frozen fish. It could be um, any number of things. And so, um, and then they're in, in a large uh, carton and uh, a fortified carton. And then um, when they are delivered, they arrive here. It will be, you know, with a forklift moving things around and bringing things uh, for pickup. So, a lot of times you see the television stuff with the military honors or the trumpets and the flags and all that kind of stuff of uh, uh, remains coming off a plane. But that isn't what happens here. And it is just a fact of life that um, when uh, someone passes away and is brought back in their entirety, they're not cremated, obviously, they're uh, brought back the best way possible, the most efficient way possible. But that is, you know, uh, in a cargo hold and then delivered through a warehouse and uh, then given to the people um, who will be uh, uh, taking it on for uh, uh, the family. It is really... um, um, it's a tough subject because there's a lot of high emotions here, but it's also, um, I'm really proud that it's some of the work that we can do and that we can do it respectfully and do it and quickly. Yes. And as you said, some of these, these countries, they're small and the planes are smaller, right? They have short, uh, short flights of three or four hours. There is not much uh, you can do in terms of a preparation or, or loading. Of course, from Toronto, we have done human remains that left from here going to Europe or going to other countries. And uh, when you're dealing with a um, larger plane, there are special containers that the uh, coffin is uh, tied up to it. And then these containers then are loaded into the plane. But we're talking larger planes, 767, that holds larger capacity. But on the smaller islands that fly to Canada or even Mexico, the planes are small, and and that's how the only way to transport. And uh, but as you said, Peter, you know, respect is always the center of everything, no, no matter what you what you do. With that in mind, I think it's time to uh, look at a lighter note. Um, one of the things that we talk about with temporary importations are carnets, and carnets are passports for cargo. And Arnold will tell us a little bit about that. But we had a, a funny story about a, a project that we worked on. It was with the uh, Mac uh, Cosmetics uh, Fashion Cares 25th anniversary, and there was a wonderful Elton John costume exhibit. And we were lucky enough to be the people who were bringing the costumes into Canada. And we spoke to the foundation and made the arrangements. But when they arrived, the 
boxes were all damaged. I couldn't believe it. So I immediately got on FaceTime with the woman from the foundation and I said, oh my goodness. And she said, open the boxes, open the boxes. So we opened them up and had a look and the costumes were fine. Nothing was damaged at all. But uh, I was really concerned. And she said, well, I'm the one who packed them. And I thought, hmm, she needs a packing lesson. However, we uh, managed to uh, check out all the costumes. They were all fine. However, they did smell bad. They smelled like, I don't know, sweat and maybe a little bit of whiskey or something like that. And so I said, do you want me to dry clean these? And she screamed at me on the phone. And she said, no, that's Elton John's patina. And, uh, well, I'm a huge fan of Elton John. I've never stood beside him, but I'm really uh, delighted that we were able to do this. And I thought that was a pretty funny story. And, uh, in fact, they had a wonderful exhibit and it was really well attended. So we were really honored to be part of that. Arno, talk about a carnet for a second. Yeah, so as I mentioned um, earlier about inbound cargo, of course, that are transiting in Canada, many shipments come here for an exhibit or a show or a trade show, whatever they are. And again, they come and they stay for a period of time and then they go back to their uh, origin country. And a carnet, as Peter said, is a passport of goods. It's it's truly like a passport, but it's very large. It's um, eight by, you know, 11 inches. You know what I mean? There's many folders. And basically the same shipment can travel from country to country to country. And the clearance happens very fast. So you basically go to the counter, show them this document, they stamp it, you go back to the warehouse and you remove the goods within hours without going through any, you know, specialized clearance uh, process. And in the case of the Elton John costumes, they were going to come here for about a week. That's what they stayed uh, prior to the big event. They were on display and then they had to go back. And of course, we had to go and the foundation asked us to have millions of dollars in insurance And I also, Peter, remember, I had to find a very specific storage facility for these costumes. Yes. After we cleared them, we we took them to a fascinating location on Bloor Street West that holds the furs uh, and fur coats of many uh, traditional families in Canada. It's this underground facility, really amazing. And each family has a role uh, of, uh, of fur and jackets and coats. So when they need it, they, you know, get treated and ship it out and then return to this facility. It was just, uh, it was just fascinating. So, and of course, after the exhibit was done, we uh, prepared the packing and of the costumes, went back to customs, did all the paperwork again for the goods to leave. And when they arrived in London, they could be cleared again by our office and delivered uh, to the foundation. So, again, goods travel around the world uh, to be shown, to be tested for exhibits and trade shows. And you can do an ATA carnet, what is called issued by the International Chamber of Commerce. So it's really, really neat procedure. So we come to the end of our second episode and, and today, of course, just to recap, we talked about inbound cargo and the funny story of the diplomatic cats into Canada uh, in transit. Many shipments can transit different countries inbound. We also talked about uh, temporary importation and the ATA carnet. 
And uh, I think what this sums up is that how much planning you can do and how much uh, procedures you can find in, in different countries to transit your cargo or clear your cargo. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Right, Peter? I hope so, too. And I think um, one of the things that we want to make clear is, though, we tell some funny stories, but we really do care about the cargo that moves, whether it is your pets, whether it is your dad, or whether it is uh, fashion costumes that have gone around the world. So I want everybody to know that uh, your cargo is, is our cargo for a reason. <laughs> That is correct. So thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you again on our next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>